I just want to say to uh, to do exceptional things, you got to put yourself in, a, in an exceptional situation. Today is an exceptional situation. Today is a day to have exceptional effort, exceptional mindset, and get exceptional results. This isn't about you. Today is up to you. It's what you put into it. This mountain isn't going to climb for you. It's not going to give you anything. you got to earn it. We talked about that yesterday. you got to earn it. Today's a day to have the kind of day that when we look back on it, we can say we emptied the tank. We left it all out there. And the reason why is we don't get that many days to be exceptional. They're limited. That's co-founder Jesse Itzler about 30 seconds before the 36-hour-long endurance event begins. The event is called 29029 Everesting. Here's Jesse again. Empty the tank. As Colin said, a lot of people are going to summit this mountain 17 times. And there's no reason that we can't be one of them. We're going to start in five, four, three, two. Welcome to Local Wire a community news service podcast that brings Vermont news to your ears. My name is May Nagusky, and I'll be your host for today. About three months ago, I drove three hours south of Burlington, Vermont, arriving at the Stratton Mountain Resort for the annual 29029 Everesting event. 29029 is an endurance challenge dedicated to hiking the vertical equivalent of Mount Everest, 29,029 feet. It began in 2017 on Stratton Mountain with the backbones that it has to this day. Now, multiple challenges are hosted across North America annually. For many participants, 29029 is an incredible challenge, both physically and mentally. Here's Sandy Blitzer discussing his experience, followed by Tom Baki. Every, every single emotion. Uh, in the beginning, it's, it's nervous energy. Um, you get started and you, all of a sudden you lose your breath, like real quickly, because of the, the elevation, you're like, oh my God, like, how, how are we going to do this? And then you just put one foot in front of the other and eventually you catch your breath and, and, you, keep, and you keep going. That, that's lap one. We started climbing the mountain and it was kind of like a, oh crap, at first. Like, wow, this is going to be long and hard. When you finish a couple laps, you're super excited. You get this energy and you just feed off of the people around you. When you get to lap six, you're like, I don't think I can go on. Like people, you, you, hit, you hit walls. You reach into deep places when you're just going nonstop. That was Rhonda Claffey. Here's Eric Miller. Man, this event challenges you on so many levels. You know, it's uh, the physical endurance, the exhaustion. There's a psychological element at some point when it's, you know, been 12, 13 hours and your body's starting to give out and you're not sure what's going to happen. Towards the middle and the latter half of them, I mean, I had just, you know, you kind of just repeat a little, like, just just keep climbing, just keep climbing, a little Dory mantra in your head, you know, just to, if, if nothing else, just to kind of get yourself to, to keep moving, because it can get, um, you know, you, you can, especially if you're by yourself at some point, you know, or it gets late, you can start to get psyched out a little bit. I remember spending time at one of the first aid tents for a while. Here's Matt Scaletti. Those conversations while you're hiking help me through the wee hours of the morning and the night. So that was, the toughest part was definitely when you're thinking, I won't see the sun for like five more hours, but you gotta keep 
One foot in front of the other was our motto. A lot of people could be ready for this physically, but if you're not ready mentally, the mountain will beat you down. Exhaustion was was pretty extreme, and it wasn't just the, the physical grind of it. I, I wasn't sure if I would have control of my body if I kept going, you know, or I, I didn't know if I could, if I would just stand up and fall over again. So I um, took a little more time, sat down, got some, got some of the electrolytes and the juice, and got back after it. Here's Grace Doobie explaining her experience. During my third ascent, I ended up having like a full-blown asthma attack at one of the aid stations. Then they decided that they were going to bench me. My lungs were junky from everything. I had taken my inhaler six times every couple hours. Hey, can I, can I be cleared yet? Nope, still not good. Can I be cleared yet? Nope, still not good. I was sad. I was angry. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. It was, it was tough because... You know, I, I trained so hard for it, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to reach Everest. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I had people who were like, yeah, I don't think you can do it. Like, take a look at you. Like, you know, in a mirror. And I'm like, yeah, but I can do it. Like, so what? I trained for it. Well, let's go. And then all of that, like, with them being, pulling me, and I'm like, people are right. Like, I couldn't do it. Colleen, oh, my God, voice of the mountain, Colleen. She is amazing. She was like, I love seeing a bib on you. And Coach Brent, the head coach, was like, why is there a bib on you? I'm like, I, I just got cleared, dude. I'm begging you one more. He went, I don't know. I was like, I literally got cleared by the medics. Give me this one more. You told me that I can look back and be happy for as far as I've come. I won't if you don't let me do this. If I can't Everest, I at least need this one more. Like, let me get to Mount Kosciuszko at least. And I did. Like, I fought for that. That was, that was very, very overwhelming. This is actually the first time I'm really uh, talking about it. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. I went as far as I could, and then I fought to go back out, even though they didn't want me to, until they finally cleared me. So that was very, very uh, tough. I cried a lot. I uh, kept just, I just wanted to fight for it. I just wanted more. When I finished that last lap, oh, the waterworks just bawling my eyes out, like everything. I just, people kept wanting to talk to me, and all I could do was cry, and I was like, Yep, this, I needed this. I really found my voice with being here because I had to fight for myself to be able to do that last lap that I'm like, oh, well, now I can fight for myself and stand up for things that aren't right with what I do. And now other things in life that I'm like, I'm not going to let that stress me. Like things that would get me so worked up, doesn't really get me worked up anymore because I'm like, that doesn't matter. That's fine. I've got this. We're good. I've been through tougher things. Your body can go so much further than your mind allows you to believe. You really can't describe it. You can't describe like, all the emotions. Like they, they say, you will go through everything. You will go through happiness, sadness. You will question, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? Like, who, who am I? And you find all these answers that you did not know that you were even questioning. At this point in the episode, you might be wondering to yourself, why would someone put themselves through this? Well, here's CEO and co-founder Mark Hodelik. It's really an opportunity to not only find your best self, but to, to be around others that are doing the same thing. So I think it creates a very honest, vulnerable place. It's a safe place. And that's where true communities get built. It's, it's people helping other people. The mind is going to open the door to quitting, and you have to decide if you're going to let your body walk through that door. And when you're faced in those moments when you want to quit, you also have the opportunity to kind of find out what you're made of. You know, whether it's on hike 15 or hike 2, 
you're going to get overwhelmed by the amount of time it's going to take to do this and the discomfort, not pain, but the discomfort you're going to have to go through, whether it's wet shoes or hunger or being tired or being cold. Um, as humans, we're, we're pretty used to being comfortable. And here you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable for a long period of time. So I think what most people have, what happens to most people is they, they, they have an opportunity to be proud of themselves. And that, that pride builds throughout the event because they haven't given in. And they're starting to see that incremental process, that progress of not giving up is getting them significantly closer to their goal. It makes this ultra endurance event this epic journey approachable to people who would who would normally never tackle a marathon, much less an ultra marathon or an ultra endurance event. With that community and that support, uh, I think um, opens the door, especially in the format of the event, it makes it available and that kind of finish line experience of an ultra available to so many people that, that otherwise wouldn't be willing to sign up. We're all capable of doing more than we thought was possible. I truly get to see how special this event is as an outlet and opportunity for people to push past their own perceived limits that they put on themselves. The people that come to this event are truly special and remarkable. People truly do get to get to know one another by hiking for hours on end and it's the people that join us is what makes this event so special because it is that universe you challenge it opens up the possibilities and the doors to people of all ages and backgrounds because it is a doable challenge that was matt burrell the head of community at 29029 here's the social media coordinator for the event amanda mccrake the selflessness when it comes to um, oh, this participant, you overhear a participant saying, oh, I left my glove at the top of the mountain and now I'm at the bottom and I'm freezing. You know, I'm witnessing my teammate take off their glove and give it to them. Or by the third hike up the mountain, the person at the staff at aid station two realized that that one participant like bananas with honey. So every time on their way up, they have it ready for them. It's just like little key pieces that really matter. 29029 consists of people who are really good at what they do. It's like from the event director to project coordinators, just to the people who come and like volunteer at our events. It's like if you're here, you really care about what we do, which is basically putting on an experience where people allow themselves to break down and then rebuild themselves up. And I don't think there's many safe spaces out there where people do that or are allowed to do that. And this community allows people to test themselves. And I think that comes from our team, creating a great foundation and like a safe space for people to do that. There's just not many places where you feel like the this is the only thing that matters. There's just so much noise that we've become accustomed to and a part of our daily lives. And when you come to 29029, you're transported into a place where there's 250 other like-minded individuals physically in front of you and there's there's no really other place like that there's no like curated group where it's like hey here's a group of people you'll probably have a lot in common with and it's not even like you don't have to have the same backgrounds experiences but if you're here you know they're the right type of crazy that they're like you that they would show up and put themselves through this People are like, I'm done. And then, you know, somebody will hear, overhear that and they'll be like, you have one more in you. And, and people then believe that and then they believe in themselves and it's just this like self-perpetuating per circumstance where it's all driven by the people there. 
to witness somebody's concept of what they're able to achieve and be completely broken and they surpass that is really powerful. Colleen Rue was the voice of the mountain. She was the MC greeting each and every participant after each lap. Colleen's energetic commentary could be heard almost the entire 36 hours. Oh, wow, Steve, that was, that's an intensity right there. I like that. Take that intensity right back in. Danielle and Jessica, everybody's in the house. This is amazing. Kevin on a mission. Sean, sunrise was good today. Good. Friday's a good day. Matt, looking good. With those kind of arms, you have to be delicate with that. I mean, you can't push crushing. Good work, Andy. All right, Evans is back out there. Tim's in the house. Hello, Karen. Let it burn. Will, that was like veteran style right there. That was good work. All right, Mario's burning straight through the board. Nice work. And all the energy. Courtney, you feeling good? Awesome. Megan's in the house. Damn good. We are damn good this morning. Damn good. I like that. Jay Smooth. Okay, let's see how smooth he is at branding it up, right? Here she is again. 29029 is special. There's a different connection. People are willing to be vulnerable. They're willing to tell you a little bit about their story. And with 17 times that I get to see them, every time I get to know them a little bit better. It's, it's just such a cool thing to experience that and see people go through such highs and lows because it's not an easy challenge. This is really, really hard. And people have to go to a place that maybe they've never been before. Some of our participants and athletes have never done a 5K run before. They've never gone longer than a marathon distance. They've never moved their body for 10, 12, 20, 24, 30 hours. And it's interesting to watch them be able to overcome all those hurdles and attain Everest at the end of the day. I always tell everybody, it's like they become my kids. They become my children. And it's it's like you're seeing your, your children struggle and you're seeing them succeed and you're seeing them have all these incredible experiences on this mountain. And there's so much pride and joy that I get. I mean, people are always like, oh, you, you give so much energy to everybody. But truly, it's the energy that I'm getting from the participants that I'm able to project back because they fill my soul with so much inspiration to watch them overcome what they have to overcome in order to get to that point is incredible and there's there's people who don't attain the red hat they don't attain the red bib and some of those stories to me are even more powerful because when they could choose to just stop climbing on Saturday you know sure they've got six hours left but they know they're not going to make it to Mount Everest to 29,029 feet, but yet they still choose to go up the mountain and they still choose to see how far they can go. And so 29029 as a whole just redefines what success looks like. Success is putting it all out there, giving everything you can to the mountain rather than, oh, did I finish with a red bib? Did I finish with a red hat on my head? That's not success here. Success is just leaving it on the mountain, showing yourself that you could go a little bit farther and choosing to do that in the face of whatever challenge you have. Rhonda knew within a few laps that she wasn't gonna reach 29,029 feet, but still, she kept on climbing. Here she is. I just wanted to push myself to the, to the max and just keep going. I, I wanted to make my son proud and I wanted to make my, myself proud. And I knew if I quit, then that wasn't, that wasn't gonna make me feel good inside. As a competitive athlete, 
I was always in that zone of going faster, going harder, and placing in your age group or trying to get the, the best time you possibly could. That was all the end goal was like to do my best. But my best was always predicated on time, on placement, on you know, a trophy or something like that. When success here at 29 on 29 and truly in life is more about how we accomplish the things we want to accomplish. Those things in life that are most worthy of our time and our effort are things that are not going to be easily attained. And it's okay to struggle through it. It's okay to keep working. It's okay to have a bad lap, a, a bad hour. It's okay to have a bad day as long as you keep moving forward and making those choices. And I'm able to take that home with me. And it's been a really powerful thing for me. The journey on the mountain stays with people. Here's Amanda. Discomfort is what really causes us to grow. Like, yeah, we can choose to stay inside. But, you know, whenever something kind of scares me now, it's like, oh, that means I should probably do it. Because it's like once you get over that discomfort, then you never go back. It's like, oh, I know I can do that now. So what else can I do? And so I think with this challenge, I know with this challenge, that's what this is for a lot of people. It's like, okay, if I can climb this mountain this many times, what else can I do in my life that I'm not considering? Like a lot of people climb this mountain and climb 29029 and then go back and be like, oh, I'm under indexing in my business or how can I be closer with my family? Because you end up going through a situation that you never thought you could get through, that then sets the bar for like, okay, now this is where my pain threshold is at, or this is where my mental threshold is at, and I can only keep going higher. It's almost like built my confidence to the point of I can handle anything that life throws at me. So whether it's public speaking or I just completed my first Ironman triathlon, I think completing 29029 a few months before the Ironman helped me build up my self-esteem, my confidence, and helped me through the Ironman, public speaking, and a lot of other setbacks that have happened in the last few months. So I think pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, whether it's 29029 or an Ironman, or maybe it's a 5K for somebody who's never done that. You're just building this mental toughness by pushing through events that you didn't think you could do. The reward is more mental toughness and just being more prepared for life's curveballs and less about the physical side, even though that is an amazing benefit. But I think it's more about mental toughness and pushing through difficult situations, and it can build you into a much tougher human being. Get uncomfortable. You know, that's, that's where you grow. Doing an event like this brings you to a level that you didn't think you had. No matter, no matter who you are, you find something else inside of you that you weren't sure that you had. Maybe you thought you had it, but this brings it out and, and confirms it um, every, every bit of the way. And you take, that, you take that from the mountain. You take that back into your everyday life and you're, you're just that much better with your work, with your family, with your friends, with your schoolwork, whatever it may be. You're like, you know what? I know how to chip away at this. I know how to conquer something. Uh, I know how to bring energy to something. And, and it really, it just resonates throughout the rest of your life. I've realized over the years of doing it what it means to me, and it's really kind of my purpose, right? It's, I want to give people a story to tell 
I want to make them a better human and I want them to go back home and be a better mother or a better father or a better brother or a better sister. Um, and I think that once you realize those capabilities on the mountain, you can take what you learn on the mountain and apply them to all aspects of your life. There's been dozens upon dozens of just amazing stories people have had about businesses they started, relationships that they repaired, trips that they've taken, podcasts that they created, books that they wrote, all based off of kind of this untapped potential that they realize on the mountain. But if you can do that with your mind and body in endurance work, what can you do um, in business, in relationships and charitable giving and, and participation um, and in all aspects of your life, you realize that um, a lot of people say they're busy and say they can't take on more and it's just not true. You can always take on more, you can probably always do more, at least for a period of time. And I think it really opened my eyes to what I'm capable of well. And what makes this event so special compared to other endurance events? Almost every person said, well, it's is the, the community? community? I think that makes it so, so wonderful. It's amazing what the power of community can do. The participants come here and are impacted and I feel like I'm just as impacted watching them and supporting them and I'm invested in their stories and their stories become my stories because I see myself and myself in them. The same narrative comes back is that we're all human and we all have our troubles and our traumas and our past and yet we all decided to show up here. And so like I said, like I, I see myself in these other people. I don't know what everybody else is like every other day of the the year, what type of people they are. But here, for these three days that everyone's here together, they're the best people. They are the greatest people. If you're volunteering at a marathon, you see somebody, they run by you for 10 seconds, and, and that's it. They're gone. Here, you see people for 36 hours, over and over and over again, and you start to develop a relationship with them and get to know them, get to know their story. You know, I've done a lot of different events, like half marathons or marathons or whatever, and People tend to be kind of focused on themselves, you know, when they're doing these these big physical endurance things. This is almost completely opposite, you know. Everyone's got that aspect of it, but, um, you know, everyone's like calling each other by name. Everyone's buddies by the end of it, you know. There's um, just such an air of positivity, you know. It's more of a celebration than it is like a, uh, an endurance test. Right before the final ascent, Participants are donned a red bib instead of their usual white one. When they reach the top of the mountain, reaching a cumulative of 29,029 feet, they receive a red finisher's hat. The hat cannot be purchased, only earned. Here's Sandy. More and more people get that red hat as the day goes on and you see it and just this momentum builds. There's this wave on the mountain that you see in the last few hours of this event where everyone's uh, kind of chasing that that red hat and it starts to fill up and the energy just keeps growing and growing and growing until the end of the event. The red bib is really something special because that tells them that they've done all the work. It's all behind them and and it really becomes almost ceremonial where we put that bib on them and you can just see them just light up with the energy of knowing what they've accomplished and then pushing forward one more lap, showing themselves that they can go one more lap to reach that final goal. So as soon as the red bib goes on, I was thinking, 
nothing's going to stop me. This is the last one. It doesn't matter what happens. I will keep going to the top. So it was definitely emotional for me just because of that journey back to getting my body healthy. And I had a smile ear to ear. And maybe, I don't know if I should admit this to you, but there was a few tears. There were some happy tears when I got to the top. Full disclosure, I battled alcoholism for a decade from 2002 to 2011. So I was age 18 to 27, I battled an alcohol. Uh, it was not good. I was in a bad place for a long time. So I think I thought about that and becoming sober and getting over this Achilles injury and also spending time with so many other inspiring people and those friendships that were built. That got me emotional too. You have to just find it within you or lean to the person next to you and find something, get something from them or from other people on the mountain and just just keep propelling yourself up the, up the hill, little by little. I had so much adrenaline pumping through me that at, that was the easiest lap that I did all day. So it was completely, it was completely for free. It was like, no matter, no matter what, that lap was getting done. And a lot of people feel that way. They make a big point that it's not a race. And I took that to heart as well, that I didn't worry about how fast I got up there. I just took my time to meet the people. I had plenty of time and I just kind of soaked it up, enjoyed it, talked to people. It was, it was pretty emotional. Actually, it was kind of took you away from it and just kind of just enjoyed every minute of it. Went through and looked back and it was awesome. It was, it was really special. There is more support there in the final hour on the 35th hour of this event than there is on the 15th hour for our fastest participants. We don't care who finishes first. We care that as a community, we put it all out on the mountain. If, if you're listening to this and you feel a little bit inspired by this community, just I, I'm such a fan of signing up for an event and just going for it because in some way shape or form it's going to change you and probably in a positive way whether it's 29029 or a one mile run or a marathon it doesn't matter if it's pushing you physically then it's going to push you mentally and i think there's so much overlap between pushing yourself physically and being a better student being a better family member being a better business owner or employee like there's a lot of overlap there and it does come back to I think mental toughness and pushing through the discomfort that you didn't think you could originally do. Put something on your calendar to look forward to, train for it, and then be proud of yourself once you accomplish it and look for the next thing to, to put on your calendar. I hope for many people that'll be 29 or 29, but I really just want people to, to have something on their calendar and a story to tell because um, people want to be friends and do things with interesting people and you need to have experiences to, to kind of like figure out who your best self is. So I encourage anyone who's listening to, to just take a simple step of putting something on the calendar that scares you a little bit, train for, train for it and then do it. You've been listening to Jesse Itzler, Sandy Blitzer, Tom Bakke, Rhonda Claffey, Eric Miller, Matt Scaletti, Grace Doobie, Mark Hodelik, Matt Burrell, Amanda McCrate, and Colleen Rue. I'm Manda Gusky, and this is Local Wire. For more information about 29029, go to 29029everesting.com. Stay tuned for more Vermont news stories.